But while you're in the habit, while you're doing it, please ask yourself, is this something that I like to do? Is this something that's bringing me a reward? Is this something that's bringing me fulfillment? Do I enjoy the activity that I'm doing? Does it serve a purpose for my life? And you could, if you can answer no to any of those questions, that means this habit does not serve you. This is how you determine a bad habit. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Melt Podcast, where we open our minds through interesting conversation and destroy our biases in the process. Today is January 2nd, the second day of 2022. And for many people, this is a time where people are starting to make their goals for the year. People want to set their resolutions and get on a path to success for this year to make it the best year that they've had ever and yet. Now, what I like more than your goals or your aspirations or, you know, your resolution, your big overarching goal is your day-to-day habits. So we really need to develop good and lasting habits if we want to be successful because what successful people will tell you is that their success didn't come down to the major actions they took in their life. It came down to the small everyday but consistent habits over time. Their consistency and their small things that they kept up every single day, that's really what led them to the most amount of success and that's what developed them as people. When we make our resolutions for the new year, we're often looking to get away from our bad habits and try to get on a better track and create some new habits. Now, if you've ever tried to break a bad habit, whether it be smoking, overeating, drinking, anything like that, you know that it can be very, very difficult and it's very easy to get back on that path and to relapse and to go back into that habit, even after a little bit of time. So we often wonder, so why do we have such bad habits? If there's something that's impacting us negatively in our life, why would we keep doing that? Why would we keep repeating the behavior? What is in it for us? Now, this really comes down to something psychological, something in our mind, uh, deep in our brain. We fall into our bad habits because of something called a habit loop. Habit loop is something we often get stuck in and our brain is basically playing a major trick on us. So there's three major steps to the habit loop. The first one is your cue or trigger. Next one is the routine. And the last part is the the finally, the most important is the reward. So a cue or a trigger is something that makes us go into a habit. For example, if you go to the gym every morning at a specific time, let's say you go to the gym every morning at 7 a.m. When your alarm goes off or your clock hits 6.30, oh, a cue goes off in your mind. It's time to start heading to the gym. Start to, it's time to start getting in my car, brushing my teeth, and getting into my habit. So it's something that cues us into our habit, something that triggers us to take the action. So for example, on our phones, every notification, every buzz, that could be a cue for us to open our, our phones and scroll through social media mindlessly and look for notifications. The routine part of the habit loop is the thing you do to complete your habit. Now, everyone has their own ways to go around their habits. So for example, if you go on your phone after you hear a notification, your first instinct might be to check Instagram. So you might start scrolling through Instagram. And then maybe you might check your Snapchat messages and your iMessages and stuff like that. So that's your way of going around this habit. This is your way of getting into it and trying something out. So this is the routine part. This is how you carry out your habit every day. Now, the most important part is the reward. This is the reward you get for completing your habit. Now, if there was no reward, our brain would simply not continue this cycle. So the reward is borderline the most important part of this. Now, they all play a role in your bad habits, but the most important part is the reward. 
The reward helps our brain remember this pattern and keep it as a habit instead of just a one-time thing. Now, the habit center of the brain is called the basal ganglia. The basal ganglia is basically where our emotions, memories, and our pattern recognition are stored. It also helps us move in our everyday life, whether we're walking or running or anything like that. And inside of the basal ganglia, there are two major pathways, and these two pathways help develop our habits. The first one is the associative pathway, and the second one is the automatic pathway. Essentially, the associative pathway collects information on what we're doing currently. So for example, if you're falling into your habit, maybe you go to the gym, like I said. Whenever you are in this action, whenever you're in the routine part of it, your mind is picking up information about this. And it's asking, hey, am I reaching my goals? Am I doing something that's benefiting me? Now, from a traditional standpoint, I'm not talking about the goals we set on New Year's or the goals uh, we want to live up to, whether we want to lose weight or we want to you know, meditate or journal or something like that. I'm talking about our body's survival goals, our evolutionary goals that got us to survive up until this point. Now, these evolutionary goals are often... For example, getting food, staying warm, finding a mate, or expressing oneself artistically. These things led us to be, the, to be the human species that we are today. So these are by far our biggest goals for our mind. So when we take in this information about what we're doing, we're, we're actually confirming or denying an evolutionary goal. This can be either good or bad. So the next part is the automatic pathway. So this information that comes into the associative pathway it's then converted into a habitual pattern into our habits if the brain thinks it's doing something beneficial to it. So let's think about this. Why would I go to the gym? Okay, it's a repeated pattern. When we repeat something over and over again and give the brain the same information, regardless of if it fits the evolutionary goal, it's going to tell our brain this is something we should be doing. Now, the gym is a great example of something that fits our evolutionary goal. When you want to fulfill your evolutionary goal, you want to be strong because you want to be able to survive. And when you go to the gym, when you work out, you're helping your body become stronger. And that's something that the mind likes. So once you reach this automatic pathway and information is passed along, you start to form your habits. Once a behavior becomes automatic, it becomes a habit, the decision-making process part of your brain starts to go silent and not really be present. Now, our decision-making happens in our prefrontal cortex, a completely different part of the brain that our habits are formed in. But once something is automatically in our routine, we no longer make decisions about it. And this can be very either beneficial or harmful. So if you're setting up habits for success, whether it be reading, meditation, waking up early, if it becomes a habit, you, you automatically have less resistance towards it. You don't have to decide to do it. You just do it because it's, it's a habit. You know, you have your cues set up. So when the cue happens, you just get right into your habit, whatever it be. This can also be very negative because if you're watching videos or you're overeating or do something, doing something that doesn't benefit your life and it becomes a habit you're not gonna be able to resist it as easily. It's gonna be harder to say no to this thing. It's gonna be harder to differentiate yourself, to separate yourself from this negative path. And this can be very, very harmful. Now, there are basically two different types of habits. There are passive habits and active habits. Passive habits are things we get used to in our life. So if we've been broke our whole life and we haven't had a lot of money, we may have gotten used to a certain financial habits, whether it be saving money, finding the cheapest groceries, staying in instead of going out, or really being frugal. These are financial habits we pick up because it's something we've got used to. 
we're used to surviving on a little amount of money. So these are our passive habits. And the same thing can be true. Um, so when you, when you climb a lot of mountains, very high mountains, you know, 7,000 feet in the air, the altitude is very high and there's limited oxygen. So climbers, it becomes a passive habit of theirs to be able to survive in these low altitude, these low oxygen areas. This is something they got used to over time and it's something that they weren't trying to do, but it's something that they just got used to because of repetitive action and repetition basically. Now active habits are things we actively have to do. So active habits are basically our New Year's resolutions, our goals, the habits we want. So if someone says, I'm going to do a 30-day challenge, hey, every day this month, I'm going to read 10 pages of my book. That is an active habit because we're trying to build this skill. We're trying to build this habit. We're trying to build this routine because we know it's going to benefit us in the long run. So active habits are often what we do, but passive habits can definitely impact our life as well. Passive habits can also be a big part of our life. So if we've been in an abusive relationship for a long time or we grew up with parents who weren't around, we may have picked up certain habits because we got used to our environment. If you're a woman and maybe you're in an abusive relationship with a man, maybe one of your habits that you picked up is you apologize for everything. You take the blame for everything because you've been conditioned to believe that it's your fault. Now there's been a lot of research on habits and habit building in general. One of the most famous studies done is by B.F. Skinner. His experiment involved pigeons. Now, usually we do experiments with rats or other animals, but for some reason, he decided to do a study on pigeons. And basically, he put them in a cage near a button, which they could press. They could press with their beak. And every time that button was pressed, a food pellet would come out and they'd be able to eat it. Now, what he noticed over time after observing them is that pressing the button became a habit for them. And this can be broken down into the habit loop. It's proven that it works for other animals and other species. So essentially the cue was the pigeon pressing the button. That's the cue to get this routine started. And then it dispenses a pellet and then they are able to eat that pellet. The dispensing and eating of the pellet, that's the routine part of it. Now the reward is, oh, they just got food. Wow, that's awesome. That fills my evolutionary need. Okay, this is a habit. This becomes a loop. So then they start pressing this button more and more and more food pellets come out. So this just shows how how powerful the habit loop is and how it can be applied to literally any situation in your life. Anything can become a habit if it follows the three criteria of a habit loop. There has to be a cue or a trigger. There has to be some sort of routine when you're doing the habit. There has to be some sort of reward for it at the end or else we simply would not continue it. Now, I want to make something clear. Often we make schedules or routines to follow for our lives to set us up for more success. But I would say that these are different than habits because habits are things that we feel like we have to do. When we receive our cue, we immediately just go into it without much thought. Now our routines, we may have to force ourselves to continue our routines. We may have to force ourselves into action. There may not be an automatic cue. But what I will say is with enough practice and enough consistency with your routine, that's where habits are formed. Because if you're going to follow your routine every day, the things in your routine could become habitual over time. Because, you know, maybe you feel better about yourself. You feel like you're accomplishing more or you're being more productive and that can be a reward within itself so that's why habits can form out of routines but they're separate in the self-improvement community we often talk about willpower and self-control and being able to regulate yourself and being able to stay motivated and working towards your goals now the problem with that is sometimes it doesn't work with our brain so when we develop bad habits whether it be checking social media 
overeating or doing something, you know, maybe becoming mad at a spouse for something they did. These habits tend to outweigh our own motivation because the habits have more power over us than our motivation. No matter how motivated you are or or how badly you want something, sometimes our habits take control of our actions and we end up doing things that don't benefit us and we don't want to have them. Now, habits really control our life and they determine what we do in our lives and our paths and our success in our lives. But if we have a lot of bad habits, our life is going to get worse. We're not going to have the best life that we want. And like I said, habits definitely have a lot of control over us, but it's not the entire story. We still have ways to control our habits and we have ways to control our actions. Now, the first thing you want to do if you want to break a bad habit is you have to find your cue. As we said, the habit loop is the only thing holding you back from breaking your your habits. You have to find out what is triggering or what is making you do this behavior. If your habit is to know, go on the couch midday and like watch some Netflix or maybe at night instead of doing something that you need to do like reading or working on a business or something like that, you simply just sit down on the couch and watch Netflix. That's your habit. Now you must ask yourself, what triggers this behavior? Is it my spouse? Is it my spouse saying, hey, we should watch something? Is it, um, I don't know, being tired? Is it seeing the couch? Is it being in that certain room? So find out whatever is making you do that. And that takes a lot of conscious thought and really awareness of how you are as a person and what you're doing. You know yourself better than you think you do. So you, you should be able to find what triggers you into the habit. And once you find what triggers you into the habit, then you can eliminate this trigger from your life. If you get home from work, and you immediately walk into that living room where the couch is, and then you sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Break that pattern. Break that pattern of walking into your living room and go to a different room in your house. This will be easier to to break the habit loop and not fulfill this habit. Now, the next step is to address our reward system. We cannot do a whole lot about the, the routine because it's something that our habit has conditioned us to do. It's a pattern that we cannot really break unless we break the other two things. But while you're in the habit, while you're doing it, please ask yourself, Is this something that I like to do? Is this something that's bringing me a reward? Is this something that's bringing me fulfillment? Do I enjoy the activity that I'm doing? Does it serve a purpose for my life? And if you can answer no to any of those questions, that means this habit does not serve you. This is how you determine a bad habit. And if you continue to ask yourself these questions while you're in the habit, you're going to be less likely to do it because the reward is automatically worse. You know, we often trick our brains or go into autopilot, so the dopamine becomes a reward. But dopamine can lead us down a very bad path. It can lead us down to drugs, social media addiction, a sex addiction, anything like that. So if dopamine is the only reward you're getting from a behavior, it's time to stop that behavior because it's not benefiting you in any way. Now, if the habit is making you better in life, you become stronger as a person, you're, you're developing your relationships better. These are actual rewards that we want in our life. And this is how you know it's a good habit. So once you find this reward system, try to break down, is this being rewarding to me or am I enjoying this activity? And if not, know that it's a bad habit and it's something that can be broken down. So we've talked about how habits can definitely lead us down the wrong path in life. We've also talked about the power of good habits and how to increase the amount of good habits you have in your life. Breaking the habit loop can be very difficult because your cues and your triggers can be many. You can have many different triggers or cues for the same behavior. And coming at the reward system is a lot easier, but it's still very difficult. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about how do we get out of our programming? How do we get out of our bad habits? And how do we start to make better habits? So please stay tuned for the next episode. 